3: All right, it is Chris and Ephraim. We are the odd couple, and it is time for the summer of Tire Rack Sweepstakes. That's right, they roll on. One winner's already been selected to win a set of four brand-new tires, and those things can be costly, so this is a great prize. And now two more winners have the opportunity to win a set of four tires plus installation taxes and fees. It's all valued At up to $1,500, you can enter daily, which gets you a new entry into the contest every single day at FoxSportsRadio.com to boost your chances of winning. Two more winners will take home a set of four new tires between now and August 7th. To enter and get the rules, again, visit FoxSportsRadio.com. It's all sponsored, of course, by TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. We got RJ Young Fox Sports college football analyst and host of the number one show joining us at the bottom of the hour. And he'll talk to us, uh, Ephraim, about all that's going on in college football and changes are afoot, to say the least. But right now we want to go to the big boys, the NFL. And uh, everyone is looking to see what type of season Lamar Jackson has. Got a new offensive coordinator, Todd Munkin, who's, you know, vowed to open up the offense, throw the ball more, be more uh, of a uh, pro style offense, uh, not as reliant on the run. They brought in some receivers. They drafted Zay Flowers, who you've heard good things about. They got OBJ, Odell Beckham Jr., there. Rashad Bateman, assuming he's healthy, will be there. Um, and remember, this is a team that. Came, I mean, they gave the Bengals all they wanted with their backup Tyler Huntley playing. And it was a fumble and touchdown return that spoiled a a potential upset for them. And, of course, the Bengals were right there with the Chiefs before losing to them as the Chiefs went on to win the Super Bowl. So um, Pep Hamilton, former offensive coordinator, now he's broadcasting for NFL Network, He talked about what type of changes are in store down there in Baltimore offensively and uh, how it it might not be such a simple uh, change to to endure. Here he is.
5: So I would start by saying that it's it's never a question about how you build your offense. You build your offense around your playmakers. Yeah. Lamar Jackson is easily one of the top ten players in the National Football League. And, um, you know, over the course of the past two years, You know, he's had some durability issues. But nevertheless, I think it's a seismic change in philosophy for this Ravens organization just with regards to how they want to approach playing offensive football. I mean, this is a football team that over the years, you know, uh, during Greg Roman's tenure, uh, they were one of the best running football teams in the league. And uh, they've played complementary football here at the Ravens for quite some time. So we're talking about, you know, just a philosophical change that will impact how they 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 try and win games so Ephraim, how do
3: you expect this to play out a a better lamar than ever or could there be some struggles
5: i i think it'll be a better better lamar than ever i think his talent proceeds um what anyone has to say about him we know he can throw the ball The offense wasn't structured to where he threw the ball, stood in the pocket and threw the ball like that. Right. The offense was built around his dynamic and unique athletic ability. They were a run first offense. And with that, he could still throw the ball down the field. They had one of the best tight ends, if not the best tight end in all of football. And Mark Andrews, he didn't run the ball down the field and then hand it off to to uh, Mark Andrews. <laughs> they actually threw the ball to him. They got some legitimate weapons on the outside, especially bringing in OBJ uh, to help uh, the receiving core down the field. So I, I'm looking for a better Lamar than we've seen. The notion of, of well, I mean, you, you're taking away a superpower when you know. They're not saying he's not going to run. What they're saying is we're not going to be a run-centric offense with him running the the football anymore. We're going to allow him to pick teams apart down the field. Now, the thing that's going to help is – I'm sure a lot of these passes will come off the run, the RPOs, the run fakes, and and things like that. To where now that second level level of defense, they have to step up and hesitate a little bit. That's all you need in the league. You know that. If you yeah. step up as a linebacker or a safety, you step up one second, brother. It's a, it's over for you. So just having the ability to use the run now more as a decoy and to have weapons down the field, I think it's going to be tremendous for him. I think this is what he needed for him to take the next step. He's already been an MVP. So when you talk about the next step, it's, it's, we're talking about winning playoff games and, and finding themselves in the Super Bowl.
3: I've been saying for the past few years that I wanted to see him with an elite receiver. Because you saw Josh Allen made his big jump when Stephon Diggs got there, Kyler Murray had his best year uh, and looked like he was going to be a star when DeAndre Hopkins got there. Uh, Patrick Mahomes might not need that now. He does, as you point out about Andrews, he did ha- does have Kelsey, but everybody's not Patrick Mahomes. Most quarterbacks, I think, are going to need that elite receiver. Now OBJ, I'm I'm hoping he stays healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm I don't know that they have like a tremendous number one, but I do think overall it's a good receiving core. And and better than they've had. Better than, they've had better than they've had. Absolutely. And if they if he starts completing passes with regularity <laughs> on the outside, <laughs> outside the numbers, then even if he drops back in the pocket and you can't focus on him right like you used to when they weren't really throwing outside the numbers. Even if it's not a designed run, his scrambles might be his best runs coming up in this offense.
5: And you're absolutely right. And that's that's the superpower, right? You can can call, you know, two-jet Hank and drop him back five steps and have him waiting for that outside receiver to break. But given if there's pressure or something like that, I mean that's a design. That you you yep. go twenty three scatter. You can empty it out, empty the backfill out. Right that that's a design pass play. But if <laughs> for one second you take your eye off that man, and the next thing you know you are gonna look up, he forty yards down the field. I had it when I was um, Michael Vick's rookie year. Mm. You be mm. blocking back there. It's a it's a it's a called pass. You block. It, next thing you know he's seventy yards down the field. You like what happened? <laughs> So now the teams are going to have to start preparing for a passing Lamar that's just going to open up his ability to scramble, move the pocket and get chunks and ch- I'm not talking about five yard scrambles right We're talking about right. 30 40 yard scrambles on a broken play or played it in or a missed assignment on the offensive line. I mean that's the difference between winning and losing the football game.
3: And one of the things I like about him, and, and I've come to really respect about him, is that when when people say he can't do something, he really sets out to prove them wrong. And so far, he's done that in just about every situation. I thought, Ephraim, now, when they wanted to move him the wide receiver, <laughs> I, I didn't think it was racist. Some people thought that. I didn't think it was about race. I did think, I, I'm not sure if he can throw it well enough and play in the pocket well enough to be that, that NFL quarterback. And I thought Ephraim, and I think this was kind of conventional wisdom that if he ran that much, he was going to get hurt. Now the injuries he's had the last two years weren't because of scrambling or running. They were in the pocket. So I've come to feel, you know what, the way he's been able to avoid the big hit. Um, I mean, he's, I, I, I didn't know if he'd last this long as far as being a primarily running quarterback. We saw Cam Newton, how much it took out of him, and he's twice as big as Lamar.
5: Well, that's so the, the, right. That the, so yeah. he,
3: he don't run. He ain't trying to run over people like Cam was. But that's one thing he proved people wrong on. Obviously, proved people wrong on he could be a successful NFL quarterback. Won a playoff game, even being his own agent, which I I thought was. You know, not the smartest move. And and maybe it would have worked out better with an agent. Who knows? But the bottom line is he got a great contract. And so he even did that well. So I do think he's taking note of people saying that he won't, you know, he won't be able to succeed in this offense or throw the ball primarily. And I think he's probably worked tremendously on that and going to have a big year.
5: Hey, the one thing we do know about Lamar is he has confidence in himself. Yep on and off the field. If he believes something to be, then he'll make it be. This man was an MVP of the National Football League when all the great quarterbacks were still playing. Yep. Right? Think about that. When all the great, they were all in there, they were all still playing. Brady, Rodgers, Mahomes. all, All of them. He was the MVP of the National Football League at the quarterback position. And, and them asking him or wanting him to play receiver coming out of college, it may not have been all the way racist, but it was tropey, right? It, it, it was a trope, right? <laughs> it was like, oh, this guy's an athlete. Oh, let's oh, put no, him out. Definitely harken right, back. Right. Yes, let's let's, let's put it out there, no, right? No. Like because you don't sometimes you don't have the wherewithal or the imagination to understand how great someone is in terms of talent and what they can do well, we haven't seen anything like this. So instead right. of being like, ooh, we haven't seen anything like this, I'm going to take this and make this something special, you relegate yourself to thinking, oh, well, since we haven't seen this, well, let's make him go over there and do that because we've seen that. We've seen good receivers, right? So right. that's right. the trope. You, uh, oh, He's an athlete. Okay, well, let's th- throw him the ball instead of letting him pass the ball. You know? And so I, 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 to me, I'm glad he stuck to his guns. I'm oh, glad yeah. he proved every yeah. single person wrong. And I don't see why he wouldn't prove them wrong again. He did it with the contract. He saved himself, you know, seven, eight, nine million dollars, not yeah. having an agent get him the money he was going to get himself. Probably and gave it to his family. I'm gave sure. it to his yep. family. Yep. I would have wrote my mom a nine million dollar check right. and be like, thank you, mom. <laughs> Boom. Go ahead, boo boo. Do what you want to do.
3: That's right. That's right. All right. We're going to throw it out to the listeners. 877 99 on Fox. 877 996 63 How do you think Lamar Jackson will fare in the Ravens' new offense? Can he be a, an effective pocket passer who doesn't run quite as much? Your thoughts next is Chris and Ephraim, the I couple, Fox Sports Radio. All right, it's the Odd Couple live from the TireRight.com studios on a Funky Flashback Friday, and Alex is in the crates. I got him, Dusty. Bitch. <laughs> we are brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. You can get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more—all your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. R.J. Young is around the corner to talk college football, but we're going to take your questions now. eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. How do you think Lamar and the Ravens will fare with a seismic change on offense?
5: We got David in Nebraska. You're on the eye Couple? What you got?
2: Fellas, how are you doing tonight? Good, brother. The time. Great, great, great. How are you? Hey. hey, man, I've been okay. You know, other than that Widowmaker heart attack, but I'm getting back. Uh, Anyway, mm, okay. um, you know what? I've been waiting for this for a while. Um, even back to draft night, I'm like, how are these teams not drafting Lamar Jackson uh, way back in the day? But I've been waiting for him to be in an NFL offense where they actually throw the ball around a little bit and, and let him let him do that, let him adapt to that and then use his running ability, his speed. So, I mean, this is great. I, correct me if I'm wrong, Ethan, but that offense they've been running the last couple of years like a high school
5: offense, right? Oh, correct, yeah. Absolutely. The, the, the only,
3: there was a, the um, a, 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 a uh, an executive in the league uh, said that if Josh Allen was in that offense, he'd be thought of just like Lamar Jackson right now. He said it was a college yeah. offense, definitely not a pro style.
2: Yeah, it, it didn't look it didn't look like they were really even you know trying to get him to where he could throw the ball. But my my question is this: I keep hearing you know the Ravens have uh, upgraded their receiving room, so he have a, he's gonna have a great year. But did they really? I mean, OBJ coming off an injury, getting older, I mean, what's the chances he even plays like 16 games? I mean, he gets hurt a lot, guys. He gets hurt a lot. Well, and then you got this, th- th- this th- Zay that- Flowers kid. He's a rookie. He can I mean,
5: play, though, man. Woof.
2: I'm sure he can, but, you know, he's still a rookie. So, I mean, I guess that's my question for you all is, 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 you know, is the receiving core really – you know, everything that, that that they're making it out to be. So, well, you know, appreciate
3: the time, guys. Absolutely. Yep. I, I think it's definitely upgraded. And obviously health is a concern, but that's always the case. But I do think it's upgraded. Even, I'm not saying it's one of the five or seven or eight best in the league, but I'm saying it's – I think it's significantly better than what he's had.
5: That's what I, I, I would, would agree with that. and I And I think you – in order to have a – Pro style offense, you have to have an upgrade at receiver. You have to have guys who can get downfield and get open. And I think they did that. Let's go to Dre in Michigan. You on the eye couple with Chris and Ephraim. What you got?
7: Chris, we saw Ephraim. The microwave, Vinny, microwave Johnson, and I a couple boys come off the hot <laughs> oh, man, Jamal Crawford for up? the younger generation. I
5: like it. I like it.
7: <laughs> hey, hey, Chris, see, I do. So I support you too. And Rob ain't here, man. So don't be calling me no Rob. Stand no. Nah, way. all right, all right. It's about time. This is probably the
3: first time, but no, nah, brother. I I'll give you some so love.
7: Like, <laughs> hey, I never watched first things first. Nah, I do. So you, all I right. always support you, brother. That's but good no, to hear. Yeah, but I, I honestly, I think man, I, if it's what it can be, I think uh, Lamar is going to uh, tighten that gap between him and Mahomes because th- that safety not going to be able to play up in the box. That middle linebacker got to be wary. That dude, if those guys are catching balls, man, the thing, the things he's going to do running when he ha- when it's that uh is wide open he can just take off, oh, it's gonna be ridiculous. And then he got that threat of, uh going down the field. It's gonna be so hard to contain him and guard those guys, man. I think they can go the distance for real.
3: No, I think I look, I think they may be the biggest threat in the AFC to Kansas City. Yep. I mean I, I think they're gonna be very tough this year and uh defensively you know, we'll you know they'll up. be ready yep. to
5: go. Uh, and and offensively, they're going to be able to create create matchup nightmares for for opposing defenses. Absolutely right. Thank you, Dre. Appreciate you, man. Let's go to Russell in Baltimore. You're on the Odd Couple with Chris and Ethan. what you got?
7: Hey guys, great show. Um, right. You guys are on. You guys are on to something because um, Lamar. They will keep bringing up the injuries. Will he stay healthy? Lamar only didn't play when he was nicked up because you're dealing with ruthless owners and you have to treat, you have to act accordingly with deal. With this you tell how they're treating running back. So he would have played if he looked around and said, these guys are getting contracts in my class after three years. I'm an MVP. And so the Ravens cost themselves a lot of money by not paying him properly. And, and Lamar would have been a fool to play and gotten hurt when he was nicked up like RG3 did. So um, you guys watch out. You're on the right track. The Ravens may go all the way. They're the biggest competition for KC. And, and so uh, thanks, guys. Great show.
5: Absolutely. Thank you. Now, I would agree with him about that. The Ra- Ravens didn't do themselves any, any favors by waiting to this man. Who, nah. You win an MVP and you you got to wait till your fifth year? You, you got to play on your fifth year uh, option? If you
3: know he's the guy, then you need to pay him sooner rather than later because it's
5: just going to cost you more money. Way too much money. Like, to me, I, I didn't understand the thinking behind that. Here the guy is. He's been an MVP. The talent is off the charts. Yep. You yep. make him play on his fifth year? No quarterback, no first round quarterback with that level of success. Very few of them have that level of success. Would ever even approach their fifth year? Yep. yep. So you know he he was he was definitely on to something. To me, that that was just look. It was insulting. Number one. Like, how is this even possible? Whether he had an agent or not, there's no way he should have went into that season on his fifth year, on the fifth year of that deal.
3: Do, do you buy, like, the um, caller was saying that he thought he sat out those games toward the end of the year. I mean, last year, possibly, possibly. Yeah, he wasn't motive. But emotive, I'm the year before that, I mean, he wouldn't have came back and played his fourth year. If that were the case, well, I wouldn't think. Well, first off or or that last year no because
5: remember they were negotiating all and then once the season he was like I'm I'm done negotiating I'm just gonna play this season out right right so he played the fourth year in good faith and all and they were gonna get a deal done in the offseason you still don't get to how do you after the third how do you even play the fourth year are you save yourself the The market was was bearable back then well I think they had questions
3: and look (laughs) we know the offense wasn't about passing the ball for the most part, nor did they have the receivers. But I think they they may have had questions about, heck, they 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 gave him this money tooth and, you know, they you had to fight for every inch to get this money. So yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I, I think they had questions, but yeah, I think I, he's going to answer them this year.
5: Questions. MVP of the league. I don't know. What type of questions you looking for?
3: Throwing, throwing outside the lines.
5: Get somebody I who can catch the ball outside the, the line. Well, I agree. Get somebody who can get I agree open. With that, <laughs> line Mark Andrews up. I, I well, bet he. Man, throw, I bet. I, I can bet he it to Mark Andrews. Remember, you all now. I don't know that
3: this is on Lamar because I know players really like him. I think it was more on Greg Roman, but you had receivers turning down more money because it's with the, the style race. of offense, right? Right. The style of offense.
5: You, know, Hollywood Juju. Brown? His cousin wanted to get up out of there because of the style of the offense. Yep. Yep.
3: Well, I can't wait to see what he does in this new offense, and I bet you he can't wait to show us.
4: Be sure to catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
0: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! Coming!
6: And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Gold feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton of
3: Our next guest is Fox Sports College Football Analyst, host of the number one show, R.J. Young. R.J., welcome. I'm Chris. How you doing, man? We are great. We got Ephraim Salam in for Rob Parker. And let's get right to it because there's a lot to get to in college football. So uh, what do you make of today? I mean, Oregon and Washington go to the Big Ten. You've got four teams left in the Pac-12 um, uh, others could be joining the big 10 as we speak. Um, so what, what, what do you see? How do you see this thing playing out? Cause obviously the PAC 12 will not exist.
8: Well, it's difficult to see the PAC 12 finding a way out of this quagmire. Uh, if for no other reason, then you were at nine this time last year. And in a matter of just a couple of weeks, you've seen, Well, your four corner schools leave, and then your two best teams among those teams that were left after USC-UCLA decided to leave last year join with the Big Ten. So you're also looking at Cal and Stanford, who I think might get a look from at least the Big Ten, if not the Big 12, because they're such academically fine institutions on top of being pretty doggone good athletic programs in and of themselves. So it would not be hard for me to see the Big Ten becoming the Big 20 in a matter of days. Yeah, they, cows, they need to cows, change cows, that cows, name
3: too because it, it, it was it was bad when they had 12. But well, now. Well, <laughs> 12 got 15 teams. It, had, it had 10, it's got 14 this year. I'm not seeing <laughs> right. the
8: brand, the brand is. At least they're not naming it X or whatever. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I also think that you're looking at this and you're going, can you add people to the Pack 12 in a very short amount of time? And the answer is no. Anybody that you would want to go get is in another grant of rights deal and another power conference, and anybody else that you want to go get can't leave their conference until their rights deal is up. A reference in San Diego State who tried to leave the Mountain West but found out it's going to cost them about $34 million to do so, and said, you know what, we should probably stay until our TV deal is up because we don't have $34 million just sitting in a bank account somewhere else. I think that's where other programs that might want to join the PAC-12 are also at. And if you don't have a TV rights deal that they can buy into that's going to make them a considerable amount of money, it doesn't feel like they want to do that either. So it's really difficult for me to find a way forward for the Pac-12. And I want to be very clear here. I would love to see the Pac-12 continue in some shape or form, just as I want to see the Sun Belt, the Southland, all the conferences exist but it is difficult for us to see all the problems that lay in front of the Pac-12 to see a way forward past
5: 2023. RJ, let me ask you this question. How far are we away from having two dominant conferences, Uh, period, just two conferences? NFL. Right? And, and like, this is what it's – if we're getting ready to eat up a whole Power Five conference, literally gone, how far are we away – from doing that again and again till we just have two conferences?
8: You know, it, it's a moving target because we said this about the Big East going away, right? And then it became the cap seven, right? Uh, we thought that the Big 12 was going to go the way the Pac-12 just two years ago because Oklahoma and Texas shocked everybody and really precipitated this latest round of realignment. Now, to look at the Big 10 and see 18 teams now, right? And to look at the SEC and to see 16 teams now is to see... 34 schools, right? That's already two more than the NFL. So I don't know how quickly we're going to get there. But to have a top four, it's easier to see. But also with the expansion of the playoffs to 12 teams, you still have a way through for teams like the American, which has 14 teams. The ACC has got 14 plus Notre Dame. Uh, The Mountain West has got 11, right? You have way forward here. And I don't think that you're going to see these two power conferences become the AFC and the NFC as long as there are other television networks that want to continue to see other uh, conferences like the American, like the Mountain West, continue to exist. Now, if that changes, then, yeah, sure, you probably get two power conferences, but I wouldn't put the cart before the horse on that because at the end of the day, it's about how much you're going to get paid to be a part of a conference. And as you can already find out, Washington Oregon are not going to make as much as the other 16 teams in the Big Ten. Would that work for everybody else? Probably
3: not in the short term. Is there, and I know we're talking football, and that's one thing because they play on the weekends for the most part, but what about the other sports that play on a Tuesday night basketball or volleyball or something like that that play during the week? The travel for some of these schools is going to be crazy. So uh, have you talked to any people about that?
8: Now, I'm a college football analyst. So I have
5: nothing to, to do with that. Football. I hear
3: you.
8: I hear you. But, uh, that, uh, look, that's going to be interesting. To your point, though, right? Like, it, it's one of these things that I think will get figured out because the driver is always going to be football in college. That's where the money is. I think everything else you're going to have to make work. If that means that you are out of compliance with Title IX, then you're going to have to get in compliance with Title IX because the marketing engine for your university – is football. We have lots of data to pull on that tells us SAT and ACT scores rise as the football team gets better. The University of Alabama is one of the better academic institutions in this country because Nick Saban is their head coach at the football program. Ohio State, one of the better research universities in the country because football has always been good. When you look at the top 80 shows of the top 100 shows each and every year in this country – Top 80 are always NFL football games, which means the worst NFL game outlaws the best scripted content that we can offer in this country. It's always going to be football, and we will always love football. I think as long as you're making money with football, you're going to find a way to send people from Los Angeles to away in New Jersey.
5: How is the realignment uh, and the mass exodus from these teams in, in, in these uh, conferences, how – uh, the NIL deals and recruiting, how is that affected by all of these things?
8: I don't think that it is. Uh, if anything, you're going to throw money behind players and talents that you think you serve to brand. Like, I, I mean, that's, that's, that don't, I don't think that's going to be that big a hurdle. As a matter of fact, maybe this is pouring this cold water on the thing, but I don't think that name, image, and likeness is the big deal that people want to make it out to be, simply because there are more players in my sport than there are in the NFL. Now I got 11,000 FBS players as opposed to 1,600 in the NFL, and I only got a few of those that are going to be up for Heisman each and every year. Now you want to talk about an NIL collective? I'll tell you that's called a booster a booster club. We got a booster clubs for years. The difference is now they got to write those taxes off when they get that envelope, right? Yeah. Now we got to go and say to the federal government, hey, this is how much I made. I don't think that's going to affect this in as much as are you playing on television? Are you playing on broadcast television? Cool. We want to be associated with people playing on broadcast television. And I think as long as that's true, the money will be spread as it's always been. It's a capitalist society. If you are creating Johnny Mandel levels of market share, you're going to get the lion-chaired NIL. All
3: right. That's RJ Young. You can check him out on the number one show. He's a Fox Sports college football analyst. Football. He reminded us of that. <laughs> Great stuff, man. We appreciate you. I appreciate Thank it you, RJ. Yeah, more I Couple coming your way. Chris and Ephraim, keep it locked. Fox Sports Radio.
4: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
3: All right, it's the I Couple live from the tire studios. We are all the way live. Chris Broussard, Ephraim Salam, and Farah Parker. The fresh scent of Irish Spring and those sensational Irish Spring suns are just the reset you need to own the day. Irish Spring, when the spring hits you, you're ready. Pick up Irish Spring at your local retailer today. Uh, Ephraim, I want to stay here with the college football because you brought up something with RJ Young, our, our college football analyst here at Fox Sports, about are we heading toward two major conferences A la the AFC and the NFC and the NFL in college football, and I actually think that's where we should be headed. Whether look, whether it's two conferences with several divisions in each, or four, it could be four conferences with divisions in each, and then you have playoffs like the NFL. Because what do you what do you think sixty? Uh, we're talking about sixty to seventy teams, really. Now you would be kind of cutting out Division One AA or not Division One AA, but the mid majors. You know what I mean? The teams that really, the Kent States, the Toledos that they aren't really going to win the championship. You know, have I mean, even they've a chance already
5: cut them out anyway. So, right, I mean, right, they're exactly. Just, they're not.
3: They they could go fifteen and zero, they, it, and they're not getting in the playoff. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Like I, I think that's the thing. And if you they're always concerned about the bowl games, make those the playoff games. You can call a playoff game the Rose Bowl, the Peach Bowl, whatever you want to call it. Um, but I, I I think that is the way to go. I even like that. I'm not against the twelve man playoff expansion or twelve team, but I think something like akin to the NFL would be better.
5: What what it's boiling down to it's it's getting out of control now. So now it's at any moment, you, you know, you had one school in Oregon ripping Colorado, and then that right. Oregon, right, uh, that's, <laughs> now Oregon—that was it. literally <laughs> three days apart, mm-hmm. right? This whole big thing, you know, you know, what have you done, and and this and it, how dare you, and 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 now we out. <laughs> so it, they following the money. Well, that's that's so it's now it's becoming. Less about what's best for the kids or the family. Like, this travel is going to be crazy on these kids, man. and again, particularly for... The non-football, basketball...
3: Volleyball on a Tuesday night. Water water polo. Northwestern. How's that going to
5: work? Field hockey. Swimming. I mean, come on. Like, they had to fly commercial... So now they're they got to take two right. planes, right. they get off, surprises. get on a bus. Now you got to drive two hours. Like it, I don't it's even not think about you can the- do it
3: on a Tuesday night. I mean, I don't. I, now those are you know, not that football players aren't real students either, but they don't have you know the the volleyball player, the swimmer, they don't have the big carrot in front of them that I might go here and make millions of dollars. You know what I mean? So a lot of times they're there and, and you know, they're hitting the books and stuff. So I don't know. It, it doesn't seem practical to me.
5: It doesn't. The practicality is out the window. When you start throwing money around, then people lose all semblance of reality or our practicality. Like it, it, you're in a situation where we're just focused on this sport. Yep. yep. And, I mean, and
3: RJ's right. And that football does pay all the bills. Of course, so it pays the bills. They can the do bill. whatever they want, but th- but no, nah, you're right. You're right. It don't make. It's not in the best interest of the other athletes.
5: No. So it's not about the student athlete anymore. It's about the TV contract. It's about the money that the more the more money we can generate uh, now, and I, I, it's just it, to me, it, it seems like a disaster when you start. You know, you were at SC and now you got to fly across the country and they got to come back over here and you just yeah. putting – look, money, money talks, man. College football is such a huge, huge part uh, of, of American culture, this country, of entertainment. Very few things – RJ was hitting on it. Very few things still garner the type of viewership Right. Uh, Outside of live sports. Right. Outside of live football, whether it be college, whether it be NBA, uh, NFL, even the NBA, you know, all through the year until you get to April. Right. It's like hit or miss. Don't nobody watch baseball. So. Right. You have the you have college football and you really have uh, college in the NFL with March Madness for for college basketball. Those are the check writers.
3: Yeah, it's um, it's gonna be interesting. Um, look, the fact is that the people running NCAA, they've been looking out for themselves for the longest, <laughs> right? Ever. And now it's like, if finally the players, you know, some of the money's gonna get to them a little bit with the NIL and all that. Um, and it's just falling apart. The NCAA is falling apart, at least as we knew it. And I think it. At the end of the day, it might take a while, but I think it's gonna be a good thing because I think it'll be more of a legitimate playoff than what we have now. All right, we got an hour left. Y'all know what to do. Keep it locked.
0: Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Cause we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort.
1: If you dare,
6: looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24 7 US based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card.